If you've been feeling that there's more to life than just the daily grind or an endless striving for material success, if you know that there is a deeper calling inside of you that you haven't fully stepped into yet, now is the time to step forward on your path. No matter what is happening in life, there is a sacred place within you, a place where you can access the abilities of your soul to heal and transform the energies within and around you. This is the gift of Reiki, and if you resonate with what I'm saying, then it's calling you. Reiki is a gentle but powerful path of healing and transformation. It shows you how to unlock the doors to your inner world and find that sanctuary within that has unlimited access to healing energy for your physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies. On June 6th and 7th, we'll show you how to access this tangible healing energy so you can heal yourself and share it with others. Whether you want to balance your chakras and clear your aura of unwanted energies, help your children or family when they're struggling emotionally or physically, balance your emotional and mental states for better well-being, or clear old patterns and past life trauma from your energy. Our in-person Reiki 1 and 2 certification class is a two-day class that will help you do just that. It isn't just an education, it is truly an awakening. Even for those who have never considered the path of energy work before, let this be your sign. Reiki is more than just a practice. It is a journey of heart, reconnecting you with the depths of your own soul and its potential. It's about connecting with yourself in the most profound, meaningful ways possible. So if you're feeling the call, if your heart stirs a little at the thought of embarking on this journey, join us on June 6th and 7th for our Reiki 1 and 2 certification class. Embrace the opportunity to transform, to heal, and connect with the essence of your true self. Spaces are limited so everyone can get personal guidance and support so you can save your spot today and let's embark on this beautiful journey together. Visit our website at sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. That's sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. Do you frequently hear your grandmother's favorite song on the radio or smell a pipe like the one your father used to smoke? Maybe you've wondered why your ears randomly start ringing. Well, today we're talking about how to recognize when your family and spirit are trying to reach you to give you a message or maybe just popping by to say hi. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey there, kindred spirits. Christina Wooten here with SedonaMedium.com, and I'm with Robert Wooten. And one, just wanted to take a minute and say hello to our listeners. We're so blessed to have you here. And we have a great episode for you today. For anyone who's joining us for the first time, welcome. We hope you stick around. We just finished planning our first quarter episodes. And I can tell you, we have so many ways to help you apply higher principles to your modern life. And I can't wait to share all the information with you. So thanks for being here. Welcome to everyone who's new. I'm so excited about our topic today because, well, it's what I do. For those of you who don't know, I'm a certified psychic medium, and I really love helping people communicate with those that have crossed over. 
Today, we're talking about 10 signs that your family and spirit are around, that they're trying to get your attention, and how you can recognize them. And then we're going to talk about how do you respond? What do you do when you notice that spirit's waving that flag and trying to get your attention? How do you respond back? So some of our listeners might be wondering why our loved ones in spirit might do this. You know, we think of them in the spirit world as being in this place of eternal bliss or learning their new things that they're going to be learning in the afterlife. Why would they come back here and want to contact us or connect with us? That's a great question. And there's I think lots of different ways to answer it. I would start by just saying that in when we cross into spirit, there's a deeper understanding of our connection, of our inner connection with all things, our sense of gratitude and appreciation for those who have played different roles in our life. And there's a deeper intimacy in some ways that's developed as we come into a pure spirit form. We come into a place of elevated love, of Um, the highest version of ourselves and focusing on that form of development. And as that state is achieved, there's a desire to support those that, you know, that individual is connected with to help them to elevate, to help them to grow their consciousness, to help them to move through some of the pitfalls of humanity, which is to feel sometimes insecure and afraid and dealing with that shadow side of our world. One primary, just a a big picture perspective is, I believe that the work of mediumship, for example, and the gift of intuition, specifically in connection with sensing those that have departed, is a consciousness activator. That, that's how I would call it, a consciousness activator. It's a way that spirit supports us in understanding that there is a continuity of life. There is a version of ourselves that exists beyond the physical body, which means that while we're in the physical body, we're realizing, wait, this isn't all that I am. So it points us into this direction of, of growth, of exploring, well, what part of me isn't body? What, what does that look like? What does that mean? That's why I think this type of work and that intuition is supported on a higher level. Also, just because we've crossed over doesn't mean that love and relationships don't continue. Love is an ultimate connecting, uniting force. And like I said, I think it gets deeper when we are in spirit and deeper for those that we've connected with from their past, but still are present. And they have a deeper understanding of, hey, we're connected right now. We can continue this relationship in a deeper way. And then the last just primary reason is to support us in our journey. Sometimes it's just to give us messages or words of encouragement or reminders that they're around, particularly when we're feeling a little alone or feeling down or confused, or just need to know that, you know, when things are out of control and out of our hands, that someone is around hearing and loving and seeing some of the things that is a little bit hard for us to express in a human way, they're seeing all of it. 
And that's a beautiful thing to feel really seen. And so it's a nice, it's like a feedback loop, you know, of spirit saying, hey, we're here and we're seeing, we're feeling, we're present with what's happening and want to reach out to you. So here's something I've often wondered, Christina, and I I think other people probably wonder this as well, is do your loved ones in spirit become your spirit guides or can they become your spirit guides after they cross? No, not in a technical way. Now, they can be around you. They can serve in a supportive and a loving role for you from the spirit perspective, but they're not guides. Guides are highly trained. So the way that I would describe it for everyone today is think of the astronaut. The astronaut has a really technical job, and you don't just walk into the rocket ship that's pretty complicated and and go, okay, well, I'm just going to kind of press this and see what happens here. And instead, it's a training, it's a deeper understanding. To become a spirit guide, they have to be trained in the ethics, the appropriateness. They have to have reached a certain level of their own development. They're matched with those that they can support vibrationally, they're a little bit higher than we are. So they're being matched with who they can help the most and who they're going to connect with from a vibrational perspective and who they can help elevate. Additionally, they're going through like your records. They're understanding on the soul level who you are, where you're going, what your life path is, what your journey, what your hope is, what things need to be resolved, what contracts you've made. They are understanding this commitment from the space of being outside of your conscious self because our soul self and our conscious self sometimes have you know different opinions on things where our conscious self might say I would never sign up for that and your soul self went yes I'd love that check mark please (laughs) okay and so you're Before you come into an incarnation, your soul self is communicating and giving that free will, that understanding of, yes, this is, this truly is the direction that me as a soul, I want to go. And they also help support the process of choosing the right conditions, the right contracts, the right neurological system, the right physical body, the right appearance, and so forth, the right personality to help accentuate whatever goal it is that you have set on the soul level. One way to think of your guides that differentiates them from your loved ones in spirit is think of them as your Olympic athlete coach. They are the ones who know you in and out. They understand your goals. They know what you're capable of. They know what you're made of. They've been exactly where you're at, and they were successful moving forward in advancing consciousness. They understand completely and empathize with what you've gone through, but also know you've got this. And their ability to motivate, to inspire, to push us, because A real testament to our guides is looking around at, we go through a lot of difficult stuff, emotional stuff, painful things in our process of growth. And yet, somehow, we wake up with hope every morning. And there's this sense of, 
all right, we're going to try again. (laughs) Here we go. And that's a testament to both the strength of our soul and also their ability to inspire, motivate, and instill confidence that yes, you can do it simply by being that presence that mirrors back to us. You've got this. No excuses. This is what you said you were going to do. I know you can do it. I'm here. Focus on X, Y, Z. So if your grandmother was to be in that role, she's more likely going to say, it's okay, just sit down and rest. And you don't need to push yourself so hard. Here, have a cookie. You know, you don't need to, you don't need to go so hard. It's okay. You know, that kind of thing. And that's not how we grow best. That's not the role that they, that they have for us. You know, they're, they're really learning their own stuff. They're probably at a similar vibration rate. You know, sometimes they can be not quite at your vibration rate. So for that reason, they're also not an appropriate guide because your guide has to be at higher levels than you are to support and navigate that journey forward. But if they're incarnating with you, they're, you know, going to be more at a similar vibration or similar frequency. So they can't serve in that way for you. And, you know, they're fresh off the earth boat. (laughs) So there's still personality that's there that, you know, has to be shed. And that's not to say that our guides don't have levels of personality, because they absolutely do. But those that have just crossed over still maintain a lot of that personality until they start to integrate even more into spirit. So what are some of the signs that your loved ones in spirit will give you that you have recognition that they're around? We're going to talk about 10 signs specifically today. And there's there always can be more. So if signs that you recognize of your family and spirit coming through is not on this list, just know that, you know, there's so many artists in spirit and ways that they can come through. But these are the most common ones. So number one is repeating numbers or number patterns. Um, I would say a lot of times number patterns can also be your guides, but repeating times, for example. So if someone passed at 1255 and you regularly are looking at the clock and seeing 1255 where that wasn't something that was happening before, or you're going through a period where every time you look at the clock, it's 1255 and your association with that is the time that an individual passed, that's going to be a hello from them. Number two is ringing in the ears. And this happens quite a bit. It can also occur with both your loved ones in spirit and spirit guides. So it this one I would say kind of depends on the context of other things happening around you as well to determine is it this individual who's visiting you in a direct way If you're not seeing some additional signals, it's probably a guide. The reason we have ringing in the ears is it's like a vibrational pressure change that your body responds to. So what's happening is suddenly you're you're in normal day-to-day life, you have your kind of baseline vibrational rate, which, you know, fluctuates here and there, but for the most part, it stays the same. But when you have spirit, when you have someone of a high vibration or the energy around your body is changing really quickly, going to that high vibration because you're being influenced by that loved one who's standing right next to you or whispering in your ear, then suddenly your body responds with that ringing in the ears, which is, again, 
reacting like the pressure change, kind of like your ears will pop, you know, in this way, this is how your ears respond to that vibrational shift. So with ringing of the ears, you obviously, if you have tinnitus, and that's a medical condition that you have, then this isn't going to be a very accurate sign or signal for you. But a lot of people don't. So this is when you're in the middle of whatever you're doing that day, and you just randomly start having ringing pop in, that's going to be that signal. Number three is smells or sensations. And this is really common. Um, Usually the smells are going to be associated with something that you knew about that person when they crossed over. So a smell that you would automatically associate with them. And this is one of my favorites because it's such a direct call to the individual. So it's so easy to know for the most part who that person is. Because if you're smelling your grandmother's perfume or her lavender lotion, nobody else wore that, you're going to know exactly who it is that's visiting you. So it's kind of one of the favorites (laughs) that they'll utilize. Um, Smoke is a common one. Yeah, that one is pretty common for me. I smell that one often. And oddly enough, my mother was a heavy smoker. And I never really liked it. And I don't smoke. I've never smoked. But I know when I smell that, that's that's her calling card to me because that I, she didn't have a favorite perfume that I knew of. So mm-hmm. I think that's how she knows that I would recognize that it's her. Mm-hmm. And it would definitely get your attention. It definitely would because nobody in our house smokes and mm-hmm. there's no reason for me to smell it otherwise. Yeah. And did you ever smell it before she crossed? No. No, I never did. Yeah. So there's also one associated with your dad. And I think that's such a unusual one. So so my father was a mechanic, right, as his father was before him. And some of the smells of my childhood were based on my dad working on a car out in the yard, or he worked at a garage, and he'd come home smelling of grease and oil and whatnot. But he had this uh, hand-washing soap called Gojo that had very has a very particular smell to it. And we had a sink behind our house that um, he would go and wash his hands at, and then he would come in the house and smell like Gojo. And, you know, I never recognized that as a kid, that that was something I associated to him. Mm -hmm. But now when I smell it just randomly out of nowhere, I know that that is directly connected to my memory of him from childhood. Yeah. And it's so so specific. Like, you couldn't confuse that with someone else. And so, and, and I love that they have that ability to know, like, the exact right symbol for hey it's me this is this is the one i know you're going to associate with me so i wonder if each thing that they have as a calling card to you or me is different than say for instance if your grandmother had a a perfume that you knew she wore would your mother still smell that same thing or would she would she associate something totally different with her it's a great question it depends i would say for the most part what happens is that your spirit guides actually, they're experts in communicating symbols to you. They understand your symbol language and whether you know it or not. So they're familiar with, hey, if I, if I pull this string <laughs> in energy over here, she's going to get this message over here. So they're usually working with our loved ones in spirit to help to identify what that smell is so that that loved one can come through with that particular right string pull so that it's the right scent for you. So if that was an, a scent or a smell or something that was also equally representing that for 
the other loved one that's still on the earth plane, then it's possible for that same scent to come through. However, if there's a stronger symbol that they have, they would probably utilize the stronger symbol for that individual. So your mom might come through as smoke for you, but it might be her hand cream for someone else. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. So a fourth sign of your loved ones coming to visit are a favorite song or a song that you strongly associate with them playing. Now that can be it's playing randomly on the radio. It can be you waking up with that song in your head, or maybe you're just doing something mindlessly and start humming it and then realize you're humming it, or you start singing it or the lyrics pop in your head and you realize kind of in the middle of the song that, oh, this is that song. So it's not coming from your intentionally singing it. It's just pops in like that, almost like you're surfing surfing the wave there. And they'll use songs that are specific to usually a memory that you have connected with them. So for example, I have one with my grandmother. She, I, she had an older style radio with some speakers. And I have a very vivid memory of this one song playing in the background, and I loved it. She had just turned it on. And and so I, I really associate that with her because she really liked the song as well. And then I have a friend who passed not too long ago. And when he comes through, he comes through this one really specific oddball song. And it'll come on the radio. I'd never, ever heard it really before this experience that I had with him um, while we were on the earth plane. Never heard it really after. Once he crossed, now it's everywhere. I hear it a lot. It's his way of, hey, <laughs> you know, I'm around. So again, that song is usually going to be associated with some sort of strong memory. For example, if you, with your father, if you had a first dance song or your spouse's crossed, if you have a special anniversary song or your song, that could be something that comes through and plays. Number five is dream visitations. And so this is when your loved one appears to you in a dream. So when they are visiting you through the dream world, whether you're seeing them sort of far off in the background or whether they're directly communicating with you, we call that a dream visitation. So I was talking before about my father coming to me with this certain scent. Well, my brother, he only sees him in dreams. And otherwise, he doesn't dream about him. It's been years and years and years since my father passed. But occasionally, my brother and I will be talking on the phone, and he'll tell me that he had this dream, and it's some message that our father was giving to him or telling him that he needed to think about or something he needed to work on. And then that's it. That's pretty much the end of it. It's not They're not off doing things together or having some adventure in, in the dream world. It's just this message is coming through, gives a message, and then he goes. It's like business. <laughs> Handling the <laughs> business. Like. Yeah, and that can be different. Uh, dream visitations require really specific conditions for them to be able to come through, and that's conditions on their end, and it's conditions on your end. So if you've never had a dream visitation before, it's not because your loved ones wouldn't love to do that. It's there's conditions within the energy in transmitting that message clearly through to you, where at this point they haven't been able to do that. It's a common experience people have, but it's also, you might have it once every few years 
versus like once a month, Uncle Joe is popping in to say hello in that in that way. So number six is movement of objects or the discovery of objects. So this can always be interesting, and some of this can have some guide element to it as well. But let's start with something easy. Coins. Coins is one way, or finding coins in very unusual places is one way that some spirit loved ones will get attentions. Sometimes it can be like pennies, or it could be specifically like dimes. I've had people in readings come through and they're saying, you know, it's specifically this coin and when it's <laughs> facing this way. So it, it can be kind of specific. But usually you're finding it in weird places like on your doormat and you've got this huge fence like nobody could have come into the fence or you might find it right next to your bed. You can also have things go missing almost in a playful way and then come back into another area where you know you didn't put it there and it's very unusual for it to be there so it leaves you with some questions yeah i've heard of people that had uh, objects that a particular person gave them show up or move yeah. or not be where they put them and they're, they're mm -hmm. somewhere else and they know that they didn't move that right. thing because it was put there because their loved one gave it to them and it shows up on the dining table or mm -hmm you know, somewhere in the living room where it normally is kept somewhere else. I think this particular one has a sense of humor about it, you know. So a lot of the times the spirits who will come through with this type of sign enjoy or appreciate that kind of mind-bending, wait, what? And of course, it's always going to be how you respond to it. If you're freaked out, if you find something and you're totally like, oh my gosh, what has happened? They're not going to do that again because they, they're purposes to connect and to to share so not to if that's on your no-no list then they're not going to come through in that way for you number seven is memories flashing through when you're doing something completely unrelated so say you are knitting or doing something repetitive or writing or journaling and suddenly you have a memory something you haven't thought about in years specifically connected with this person Really, the key is when you're not thinking about it at all, and it really pops in, it's spirit's way of going, hey, remember when? Remember this moment? And it's similar to the smells and that it may be a memory that helps you easily identify who would be coming through. The eighth one is animal messengers. So this is where you're seeing the cardinal, particularly a male cardinal, or perhaps you're seeing an animal that's acting unusual, that seems to be trying to get your attention or just behaving in a strange way. It's that really unusual behavior that does the job of getting our attention like, wait, something really weird is happening. But birds is definitely an example because Birds do have that air quality, the air connection, which is very connected with spirit and the etheric nature of spirit. And so it's also very strongly symbolic of freedom, you know, the bird not being in the cage. And so I think a lot of times our loved ones will choose birds as messengers in some way, but it's definitely when they're acting unusual. And that can be an animal totem element to it as well. It just depends on the whole context of the message. So number nine your of the signs, if your family and spirit is around, is you may have a feeling of them or just their presence being in the room. So 
I'd give an example of when someone first crosses over, it takes so long for our minds to really process that fully, to move through all the different layers and the different cycles of grief. And we're so used to their energy and used to their energy being around. And so say, for example, you're busy, you're doing something, you're scrubbing up or cleaning in the kitchen, and you feel the presence of your husband or partner who crossed over and passed just recently. And without even thinking about it, you start talking to them and saying something. And then it hits you like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. They're, they're not here physically. And so that's one example of feeling that presence because that, that definitely happens because the brain hasn't caught up yet. So your brain isn't filtering out as much of, oh, that's impossible. That can't be. That can't be what's occurring. So it's that filter isn't as strong yet. So it's easier for them to come in with presence. But also you can just have that feeling, that sense of their energy, what it was like to be around them, what they felt like as an energetic being, and feel that warmth of their presence. And that can be feeling them enter in the room. It can be feeling them right next to you as if they're standing with you and supporting you, but in some way picking up on their specific frequency. Our last one is someone sending a message to you about that person. So maybe someone sends you a picture of your loved one, or they send you a note that, hey, I was thinking about this, and it's talking about a memory with this individual. So some way that they are reaching out and saying, hey, I just felt like I needed to pass this on to you today, or I just wanted to share this with you, or did you ever see this picture? That's another way that our loved ones can directly get our attention as well, is just using other people as in their intuition as a means to reach out, which is really beautiful. Someone recently was sharing with me that they had a strong sense or a strong feeling to reach out to someone that they hadn't spoken with or connected with in years. And it turns out that individual was there in the same state and was bearing a loved one that was really significant or special to them. And I thought that was a really beautiful message of how that person who has crossed over was probably influencing that connection. So of these 10 signs, will they use the same sign all the time when they come to you if they're around? So for instance, with my connection with my mother in smoke, will it always be that or does that change? They have the ability to use different signals and they may use a combination of things. But once they know you really like this works for you, then they're going to use that more often than not because it's so easy. It's like their caller ID of, okay, this is this is how you get that message. This definitely has worked in the past. And the more they do it, the more you know. It solidifies that ease of communication for you, that ease of getting that energetic caller ID. So they'll lean on that and then maybe they'll expand on it. But for the most part, once they know something really, really works for you and you're getting it strong and it got your attention, then they'll use that more frequently, especially if you are acknowledging, oh, hey, grandma. Well, that brings us to the next question is like, what do you do about it? If you recognize that uh, this is directly related to a person that is in, in spirit and you feel like this is definitely a message for you from them, how do you respond to that? What do you do? 
the first thing is you may be able to tell that someone is trying to get your attention. The next step is, do you know who that individual is? If they've done something really specific where it's easy for you to know who it was, then great, you move on to the next step. If not, then I suggest people pause and ask that question. The one easy thing to do is tuning in. And when I connect with this, does it feel like it's a male or female trying to get my attention? And okay, does that individual feel familiar to me in any way and sit with that? And that's one way. Generally, if it's a grandma that you spend a lot of time with or someone that you have a strong connection with, a mom or you know a mother figure, then you're going to have that energetic imprint that is on the deeper level so that it's easier for you to sense, oh, I, I think it's my grandmother. So from there, then, hey, grandma, or hey, whoever it is, and you can say it out loud, or you can just say it in your in your head. It doesn't matter. It's really up to you. I always encourage, ask if there's any other message for you. Because sometimes these signs are really getting your attention, but See if you're able to receive anything further or beyond that, you know, stretch out a little bit and see if they have something further for you. The other thing that I would just say, welcome, say, welcome, you know, acknowledge them, let them know that you think this is wonderful. You appreciate how they came through. You love how you gave, they gave something specific that you knew exactly was connected with them in the past. So just let them know. I love this. I appreciate this. Welcome. Because they're really, they want to watch your cues. They don't want to freak us out. They want to be positive in their experiences. And our guides want that interaction to be positive too, as is their guides. And so for that reason, the more we can welcome and, and say, yeah, I'm comfortable with this, then the more it says, all right, awesome. You know, let's, let's see what else we can do. Let's see what further can be created in this experience. One thing I would also say as well is if there are things on your heart, you can always share that again by speaking out loud. You can project it to that individual. Or if it's easier for you, writing. Writing it out. Um, I suggest for people to have a journal that they use specifically for their loved ones in spirit who have crossed over. You don't have to have different ones for different people, although you can if you'd like to. But you would start, dear grandma, you know, yada, whatever it is that you want to say with the intention that whatever you write that they are picking up on. And so that's one way to continue that exchange. And sometimes in the course of writing, you may feel a response that begins to flow through you as well. In comparison, our thoughts are really slow. And so as we may be still formulating the question or formulating our thoughts, and spirits already, you know, fast forwarded to the answer. And so sometimes you might feel that sense of overlap. And if that's the case, know that they've already gotten kind of the the whole trail, and you just continue to listen for what their response, what their answer happens to be. Also, one of the things I want to do, and I'll make this available in the show notes because I don't want us to get too long, but I'm going to create some videos specifically about different ways that you can connect intentionally with those that have crossed over. So your spirit family 
or your spirit friends and loved ones that you want to reconnect with, just some different ideas of how you can do that. So I'll make that available on the show notes for episode 12. Just to recap, we talked today about why our loved ones in spirit come through, the 10 signs or signals they may be using to try and get your attention or to say hello or give you some messages, and what to do when you realize that you are receiving those messages. Thank you so much for all of our listeners for joining, for sharing. I know that when we are even just talking about our loved ones that have crossed over, that we draw their energy closer to us and we bring that love and those special memories, that positive energy and draw it closer to our vibration and our frequency and help make that contact even easier for them. So just pay attention, pay attention over the next day or so and see what happens. For those of you who are new, or if you are not on our mailing list, go to SedonaMedium.com. And if you sign up on our mailing list, we send out weekly messages of inspiration and things that can just support you in your spiritual journey of connecting spirituality and higher principles with modern life. Thank you so much again for listening. And if you're new, welcome. And those that have been here with us, we are grateful for your presence and hope that we're continuing to help and serve. Many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com. Medium.com.